Hello and welcome to the Program Your Life podcast. Come with me on a journey of self-exploration, overcoming obstacles, and learning to believe in yourself. I'm your host, Joe Parker. Join me and my beautiful wife, Kimberly, as we explore what it takes to achieve our dreams. Overcome our fears and doubts and have some fun along the way. It's sure to be a roller coaster ride, and we are happy to share it with you. Now stay tuned for an exciting episode of the Program Your Life podcast. I thought that what we would talk about today would be what hearing loss is like for people who don't have it. However, they are around people who do, and they know people who do. Maybe they work with people who do, and what might it be like from their perspective. I have shared a bit of what it's like to have hearing loss and some strategies that have helped me or things I've passed on to other people of how to help me understand them or communicate with them. And I don't think there's enough um, awareness or understanding of what it's like for the person who lives with someone with hearing loss. What I think that's interesting is people who have hearing loss oftentimes feel I'm, I'm misunderstood or I don't understand or you don't know how hard it is to have hearing loss, how isolating it is, how painful it is. And, and there's this frustration when breakdown communication happens and sometimes we can feel alone with it and that, that you're not understanding. However, I think that the people who experience others that have hearing loss, they can feel equally as frustrated and misunderstood and exhausted with um, communication. And when there's not an understanding of what tools, communication strategies to use to bridge that gap of understanding between the person who has hearing loss and the person who's hearing, communication can be very frustrating. Yeah, I agree. Communication can be frustrating uh, in a family with hearing loss. Uh, and there's lots of misunderstandings. There are situations that will come up that um, are really difficult to communicate. Uh, sometimes things move too fast, and it's very difficult to continue to get all the information to the person who has hearing loss, especially if there's multiple people around. I know that there have been lots of situations, like at the dinner table, where there's conversations going on and people are... Are, are talking and things move so quickly it's very difficult to turn and make sure the person with hearing loss is able to keep up. You know, I mean, sometimes you know, we just have to kind of throw out the idea so they know generally what we're, what we're talking about. It's, it's hard to slow everything down sometimes to include them in the conversation. That can be tough. Uh, I know that there have been a, a couple of situations where I'm, uh, you know, in another room and somebody will, you know, yell something across the room and <clears throat> then now it's my obligation to go all the way back across the room and then try and communicate it as opposed to just being able to yell back. So that could be frustrating. <laughs> so yeah, there are definitely situations that are tough like that. Or if I'm asked to, you know, repeat stuff and sometimes I'll have to do it 
over and over again, that can be frustrating. I, mean, I remember when we used to go to the movies, you'd, be, you'd ask me, what did that person say? What did that person say? And I would do my best to uh, keep up. However, sometimes the people around us would get frustrated with us talking and they would start going, you know, shh, you know, don't talk. And you would also miss what was going on because you were telling me what was happening. True, that's right. Every and time I talk, then I'm missing the next thing that comes up. So a tool that has ratified that, did I use that right, is that ratified a word? Is I don't that think word? that's the right word. What's the right word? It means uh, fix. Oh, okay, so a tool Rectified. That, there you go. Okay, so a tool that has rectified that problem in terms of going to movies is the fact that now movies have technology for people with hearing loss um, or who are deaf to read the captions. And with the um, switch over to digital film, a lot of digital film now will have captions. And with the right technology at the movie theaters, you can rent. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. But you can get this technology so that you can read the captions in the movies. So I can go to the movies again. I, I didn't go for years and years and years because I felt badly about interrupting other people around me, getting upset, you know, asking you what was happening, seeing that you were missing part of the movie, and I, I just felt like a burden. So I stopped going to movies because there was no accessibility. Now there is mm -hmm. accessibility, so we, we've been going back to the movies. I can rent the, the equipment, and there's different technologies, glasses or a cup holder that have the captions on it, and I can read the captions, and I can follow the movie, and I don't have to bother anybody. Mm -hmm. However, that didn't exist for many, many years. Yeah, I know. I, I can even recall going to a movie, and you got so frustrated that you got up and walked out. And you were just like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't tell what's going on at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why it's so important for public venues to provide access for people with hearing loss, to provide hearing induction loops at the counters of a doctor's office or at a bank or, you know, at the grocery store so that you can step into the loop and turn a telecoil on your hearing aid mm -hmm. or cochlear implant and then be able to converse and understand speech. Well, even at places where there, there is assisted listening devices, it's not always obvious. Like we were at the theater close to our house, <clears throat> went up to the front counter, and there's big sign for wheelchair handicap access. Right. And you can see it. Boom. You know what it is. It's visible. You know that if you're in a wheelchair, you can get access into that building and get some help. However, when I asked them about access for hearing assistive listening, they said, yeah, we have it. And I said, where's your, <laughs> where's your signage to, to let people know that you have this? And they're like, over there. And there was this tiny little one-by-one-inch something on some with lots of words, tiny little poster that, that's not even visible, that pe people probably don't even notice. And I, I told the manager, I said, people aren't going to see this. You need a big, visible sign um, with the universal symbol of the ear with, with the um, amplification um, signal on there that shows people that that's hearing help. People will start asking, what is that? What's that ear? And then you can say, it's for assistive technology. It's for people with hearing loss. You can read the movie. You can read the captions. And people will start saying, 
oh my gosh, this is so great. I, I, um, this would really help me. Yeah. Let me have one of, let me rent out one of your, um, units and, and try it and read the captions. So it's a, it's a matter of education. It's a matter of visibility. And in our country, we're really behind on that. Other countries, especially Europe, has got great access for people with hearing loss. And you'll see that symbol, the universal ear symbol, everywhere. And you can hear in taxi cabs and in theaters and at the doctor's office and at the restaurant. And Isn't that just amazing? It's I, wonderful. Yeah. So we, we have a campaign here in the United States through the Hearing Loss Association of America which is a national organization that educates and advocates for people with hearing loss and their families to bring awareness about hearing loss. The campaign is Let's Loop America and let's install hearing induction loops all over the country so that we can have access and we can hear. And one of the reasons that was all came about was because a couple of people went over to Europe with their families and all of a sudden they saw, they saw these ears every place and then they turned on their telecoil and their hearing aid and they could hear and they were brought to tears because, oh my gosh, they were included after years of not being able to understand or be included. Mm -hmm. So they brought this back to our country in the United States and they started getting people interested and lots of volunteers to bring awareness about the hearing induction loop and let's get these loops installed yeah. all over the country so that right. people can participate and, and they makes, can hear. It makes so much sense in this country considering the fact that what one in five people have hearing loss, have a, a problem with hearing, but yet we're not helping. I mean, one in five, that's a lot. 20% of the population now has hearing loss and we've got very little assisted technology to help them out. And that number is growing every day because of the baby boomers. Right, and, and you can't just necessarily give them a hearing aid or give them a cochlear implant and expect that to fix the issue. It bridges part of the gap, but there's another piece that's necessary for people to really be able to use that technology properly, and that's the loop system that you're talking about, or it could also be the captioning piece, because the, the sound that comes out of loudspeakers and big venues doesn't work really well with hearing aids and cochlear implants. It distorts what, the right, sound. Right, it distorts the sound. So what they need is the loop, which connects their hearing aids or their cochlear implants directly to the sound system, bypasses the loudspeakers, and it also augments the sound so that it works with their type of hearing loss. So if they need... And their hearing eyes instruments. Boosted, yes. So they're hearing <clears throat> it directly in their ears. Right. So it, but it also is, is kind of like customized mm -hmm. for their type of hearing loss. Mm -hmm. So that's the other piece that's necessary to bridge that hearing gap for people. And I don't think that's well understood. No, it's not. That, that there's two pieces of the puzzle. There's, there's the device on the person itself... That they have to have that, but then the other piece is the venue, wherever at has to have the other piece that provides the signal that goes directly to the the cochlear implant or the hearing aid, which is could be a loop in a lot of cases. And then the, the beauty of the loop versus a radio RF system is that the loop is such low technology and it's so cheap, so it can easily be put in doesn't cost a lot of money, any counter can do it, any doctor's office, like any, even a taxi cab can put these systems in, doesn't cost that much money. And then suddenly you've got that 
ability to help someone with hearing loss? You know, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend this morning about being temporarily able-bodied. And when you think about it, think about it. We're all temporarily abled until we are disabled. We're all temporarily abled. So I think people who have no disability don't understand that they could at any time become disabled. And I think sometimes when people think, well, that doesn't affect me, hearing loss doesn't affect me, or mobility doesn't affect me, and I'm not worried about that, I don't need to get involved with that. They, they're not thinking that someday it could very well affect you. And my friend said she really got an understanding of it because she was temporarily disabled due to a fall and, and had to um, do physical therapy to get back her mobility. And she had a real understanding of how difficult it would be to live like this permanently. Um, and so you actually experienced temporarily hearing loss. Mm -hmm, so you got some empathy and understanding of what it was like for me to live with every day of my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the thing about hearing loss, permanent hearing loss, is that because of presbycusis is the medical term for age-related onset hearing loss. And by the age of 45, about 40% of the population is going to have some level of hearing loss. And as we age, that just goes up and up and up. So by the time you're 85, 80% of the population has some level of hearing loss. Is it mild, moderate, severe, or profound? Those are the different levels. But someone, you're going to experience some hearing loss. So those people who don't have it now have a very vested interest in making policy changes getting involved, getting informed, not only for themselves, that, that, that may happen for them in the future, but just for awareness. Because just about everybody knows somebody with a hearing loss. And the more you know about it and understand about it, you know, the better able you're able to communicate. And get involved with legislation to make changes in the laws. Because a lot of people don't know this. The majority of, of insurance companies don't cover the cost of hearing aids. So it's an out-of-pocket expense. And it's about $5,000 to get a pair of good hearing aids for your type of hearing loss. And they last about five to seven years. So that's an out-of-pocket expense every five to seven years to take care of your hearing health. And that really should be covered by insurance. It's, it's, like, it, it's almost like buying a car. Mm -hmm. You think about it, a car lasts five to seven years. Most people trade them off. They spend a little bit more money than 5000 but 5000 bucks is a lot of money to, to have to come up with every five to seven years. So that's, that's an expensive um, deal. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a big deal to um, have to replace hearing aids on a regular basis and, and not get any support at all from the insurance companies. You know, that is a, a real injustice. There are so many other things that we've got help already, you know, sight, dental, dental, vision, right. yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, other types of physical disabilities are, are dealt with at least, however, hearing loss, you know, that affects one in five people is not, and I would say that the disabilities affect probably a smaller percentage of the population than, than 20%, so... Uh, it's it's a real injustice that we have to come to terms with in the United States and really step up. 
we, you know, we just legalized gay marriage in this country. You know, they're legalizing pot all over the place. I think we can actually now give people with hearing <laughs> loss a little support as well. I mean, it just it seems like this is something that needs to have great awareness. And that's, of course, what you are doing with your play, with, you know, the upcoming TED Talk that you're working on. And that's why you've been recognized by Hear Strong. That's why the Hearing Loss Association of America has you on their website as someone who is making a difference for people with hearing loss. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you're doing is, is advocating and, make, and bringing awareness to the fact that this is an important topic and it's a timely topic. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to start dealing with this and getting the word out that it's not just affecting people with hearing loss, it's affecting people who will soon have hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And, and it's affecting all the people that live with people with hearing loss. Um, you know, their family, their friends, their co-workers. Uh, I, it's about education. And people can't change things that they don't know about. They can't have any influence about things they know nothing about. And people are shocked when they finally do discover, oh, I'm older now. I've developed some mild to moderate hearing loss. Um, My family's around me is saying you should get your hearing tested. It it, it seems like hearing aids would benefit me. Okay, I think I'm ready to, to get some hearing aids. And then they go expecting their insurance to pay for it, just assuming because it's it's not like it's a cosmetic thing. It's a need. It's your life. It's it's a quality of life issue. And then they go to check this out with their insurance companies and they're shocked to discover that insurance companies will not pay for the cost of hearing aids. So that's a bit of information that you need to know about and um, get involved with and, you know, get on board to help make some changes with that. Right. And also, the other thing is just they'll be embarrassed by the hearing loss. So they'll Mm. attempt to get the, you know, hide-in-the-ear hearing aids, which don't actually work as well as the other ones. That's the, the stigma of hearing loss is something that really needs to be dealt with because the ones that go on the outside of the ear, those are the ones that work. The ones that are inside the ear are really kind of a, a half measure. So if you're going to do it, go for it and uh, get over the, the stigma. Yes, there is a stigma. And there are different types of hearing loss. So because of a different type of hearing loss, you get a different type of hearing aid. So someone with a mild hearing loss can get some benefit from a smaller hearing aid. However, if you have severe hearing loss, you're going to need a bigger hearing aid that's going to have the technology to do the job to help amplify your hearing so that you can hear. And that's the misunderstanding. So someone will go in with a severe hearing loss expecting a teeny tiny hearing aid, and it's not going to help them. However, that will help someone with a mild hearing loss. But I would like to get over the stigma of hiding it. Why be ashamed? You don't have to be ashamed of your hearing loss. And it's so much easier to disclose it and just be honest about it and tell people, I'm hard of hearing. Please face me when you speak. Speak clearly and slow down your speech because we live a mile a minute these days and people speak fast and that's hard to understand for anyone. But when we're honest about our hearing loss and we ask people to help us in the way that will aid in the the communication, it's so much easier. Although, because people are, sometimes, it depends on the person, 
embarrassed by their hearing loss, sometimes they don't want to disclose that. And that's really a personal preference. Everyone is different. I just say, since I've lived with hearing loss all my life, and I, I hid it for, for quite a time, um, once I just got honest about it, it got a lot easier. And people thought, oh, is that all? Oh, you're just, oh, you're hard of hearing. Oh, well, now that makes sense. I understand. I thought you were just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I just decided I didn't want people to think I was stupid. I'd rather have them think I had hearing loss. It's not a big deal. We, didn't, we make it a big deal. People are afraid that if people know, they'll, they mm. will be considered incompetent. Or, uh, and people think that they're actually hiding it, too. I think that's the other part, is, is that people actually think that if they put it in the ear or, or, if, they, or if they don't treat it, people aren't going to notice. No, people do people notice. People do notice. So, and people will make assumptions. Right. And you don't want them assuming that you're not interested in them or that you're conceited or that you're stupid. So yeah. it's just honesty is the best policy. <laughs> and it's just a lot easier to disclose it, I think. But again, I respect people's decision to do whatever is comfortable for them. I think once you become more aware of your hearing loss, understand hearing loss, you accept your hearing loss, often you'll just decide to disclose it because it's easier to live that way. And we're out of time for now. Thank you for yes, listening. Yes, we are. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We were so happy to be able to share this episode of the Program Your Life podcast with you. Make sure to check us out at programyourlife.org. You can always find our podcasts there. We're also going to have the podcasts on iTunes, in the iTunes store under podcasts, and then there'll be some on our YouTube channel. So look for us online, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much to the Program Your Life podcast. Until next time, this is Joe Parker signing off. Bye-bye.